What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Sweat and Grime. I'm your host, Brian. We got Matt in the house. What's up, guys? We got Rick in the house. What's going on, everyone? And on the phone, we've got one of my, uh, I will say, you are hands down probably my most loyal subscriber, Jackson. We have Jackson Alonzo on the phone with us. How you doing, Jackson? I'm doing well, Brian. How about yourself? Doing awesome. So uh, so tell us a little bit about your life because because you're actually living in the past. We've already lived uh, the moments that you're experiencing right now because it's 730 at night here and it's <laughs> what, 330, 430? Yeah, it's 430 here. Yeah, 430 in the afternoon. So where's Jackson from? Where are you I'm from, from Jackson? Uh, Olympia, Washington. Olympia, Washington. I got family out there, believe so, it or not. Like he should be sleeping yeah. right now. No, 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 no. The other direction. <laughs> What's that, Jackson? So we got to meet up sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we dude. will at some point here. Um, so wait a sec. What time is it for Jackson? 4.30 in the afternoon. Three hours difference. In yeah. yeah. Oh, I was thinking a.m. No, no, I'm no. Like, dude, <laughs> this guy's a trooper. Korea? Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> Don't mind me, Jackson. Hey, Jackson, meet <laughs> Rick. Meet Rick. I'm a Michigan State fan. So, so tonight's topic is learning disabilities <laughs> in the trades, Rick. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself, Jackson. Um, well, I was born in uh, Vancouver, Washington. Um, I've loved like being outdoors and like doing like landscaping and stuff ever since I was a little kid. Um, actually, I would like walk between my dad's legs and help him push the mower. Oh, there that you was go. always a lot of fun. Heck yeah. yeah. Until it goes yeah. backwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I actually remember helping out a uh, this one neighbor of ours, when I was really young, I had like my little plastic shovel and wheelbarrow and I was helping her uh, spread bark dust. Heck yeah. And that was a lot of fun. And like, I worked the entire day and I was like, maybe what, five or six. Yeah, that's awesome. Child yeah. labor. <laughs> that's right. Child <laughs> labor. My kids are familiar with it. I got a seven and a five-year-old and uh, they've both been on multiple job sites with Rick and I, and we absolutely put them to work. So <laughs> yeah, I got to say, um, I love that YouTube video you did, Brian, uh, where it was you and Devin and you guys were uh, dozing that big uh, trucking parking lot you yep. made. That was the Grand Blank job. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So and then, um, go ahead. He brought up something about like Lightning McQueen and then you put in that little that little clip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. You got have some motivation there. Absolutely. He dozed all day. That was a straight 10 hour day. We stopped for a 15 minute juice box break. Juice box break. And we stopped for a 30-minute lunch. And outside of that, it was 10 hours straight in the cab. He didn't nice. complain one time. It was what awesome. What a champ. Yeah. Yeah. So and he was asking about um, about uh, when lunch was. And I'm not going to lie. Like, lunch is probably my favorite part of the day, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? I hear you. <laughs> so what else? So so continue forward with your life. Kind of how did you kind of get into the trades? Um. Well, ever since I was little, I was into this stuff and um i guess it was that right when i graduated high school uh coming out of my senior year i worked for the city of tumwater as a seasonal on their crew and i just really enjoyed uh doing landscaping and uh want to pursue it and after i finished with uh the city of tumwater i was just kind of looking for work and there was nothing really like available so i actually took a job uh working at fred meyer and it was just like a dead-end job and i wasn't like gonna go anywhere sure but then i found out about this program called job corps which is a trade school um that my mom told me about and it's completely free and you get a free education uh food uh they took us on rec trips and stuff and i did the landscaping trade hell yeah and dude that's awesome. Yeah. Now, is that a state funded program? Um, I think it's ran by the government. All right. All right. Yep. All right. Very cool. It's like, yeah. It's from 16 to 26. All right. So it's, wow. kind of, it's kind of like college, but it's for kids that have like, if they come from a bad background or uh, they're in a bad financial situation or um, kids with disabilities. So in my case, I have autism and ADHD. So I qualified for that. All right. All right. Awesome, yeah. man. And I took the landscape trade and uh, 
I learned so much cool stuff there. Uh, we learned plant ID, um, got to learn how to use a skid steer and mini excavator, uh, John Deere tractor, got to learn how to operate a chainsaw. So it was Heck a lot yeah, of good. That's fun. That's my favorite part is yeah. ripping, ripping trees apart. Hell yeah. Chainsaws are a lot of fun. I right. love chainsaws. They're dangerous, but <laughs> it's hard to put them down once yeah, you right? pick them up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> And so where did you go from there? So you got, you, you went through job Corps, and then is that when you hired on with the company that you're at currently, or have you kind of bounced around a little bit or kind of tell us about your work history? Yeah, I've bounced around. Um, after I got out of job Corps, I worked for the city of Lacey as a seasonal, um, as a summer seasonal. And that was a lot of fun. And I made a lot of good friends there. Uh, some that I actually still keep in contact with to this day. And that's one of the things I like about the trades as well is like you become really good friends with the coworkers you have. Absolutely. It's, a, it's a family, it's a, it's a brotherhood. Experience. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So, yeah. And then I bounced around uh, to a couple jobs um, and I just didn't really like the work culture. Everyone was like kind of assholes, honestly. Yeah. Welcome uh, to the trades. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's kind of hard to like find a good boss, I guess. Yeah. Especially, especially for me, like with my disability, it's like kind of hard to find someone that you gel with. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then I found a really good job with this company called Aqualis. They do stormwater and, uh, it was awesome. Uh, we traveled in Washington, Oregon, and Idaho. Oh man. So and, you got some, yeah. all right. Some sightseeing in. Uh-huh. It was awesome. And, uh, we did storm ponds and there was this great, uh, piece of equipment that we used called a Ventrac to mow the storm ponds. Those things are, a lot of fun. yeah, those things are awesome machines. Are you guys familiar with no, them? Is that, is that one of the pond buggy? Like it has like the float like no, pontoons? Or? No, it's, it's, well, do you want to describe yeah, it, Jackson? Yeah. Um, I can't really, it's got like eight wheels on it and it's really good at like holding hills and stuff. Because uh, these storm ponds were had some pretty steep hills, and uh, it's pretty much got like a lot of attachments on it. You can put like a, I think a Harley rake on it. You can put on there. You can put on um, a Thatcher, I think, on it. Mower attachments. Uh, it's like a, lot a big of cool caterpillar things. that kind of crawls around. Sort of. Yeah. It, so they're articulated in the middle. They've got how many wheels did you say, Jackson? Eight, Eight wheels. Uh, Eight, yeah. Yeah, so four, um, four sets of duels, so they're super wide stance. And then you can also, like like Jackson was saying, you can throw a ton of attachments on them. So you can do like a broom or a snowblower for winter work and doing sidewalk work and everything. All right. But they're fantastic for mowing slopes. That's sweet. So go ahead, Jackson. Yeah, it, it's a great little machine. I'm trying to find a picture of it that I can maybe send your way right now. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, what, what's the name of it again? Ventrac. Ventrac. Matt's looking yeah, it up Ventrac. on his phone here. So, so did you spend a did you spend a couple months running this machine, Jackson? Yeah, um, a couple months uh, while I was there, and then I unfortunately got laid off because there wasn't enough work to do. In uh, oh, when no, we were struggling to the winter months, they're that badass cool. machines. Yeah, they're cool little toys. That's yeah, awesome. they are fun. So you got laid off from there. Where did you go from there? And and how? Uh, where where are we at? Kind of in history. Are this the couple years back recently. Kind of where are you at? Um, this is after I left Aqualis. Uh, then I got hired on by the company I'm at now. Okay. It's called a Busy Bee Lawn Service. If you want to plug it, it's a great company, and I love working there. Um, my boss didn't want me to shout him out, but. I'm going to do it anyways. Yeah, go for uh, it. Yeah. Busy Bee Lawn Service out of Olympia, yeah. Washington. What's your boss's name? His name is Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Jeff Landon. You're the man. Yeah. <laughs> he's awesome. Uh, he gave me a raise a couple weeks ago, which made me feel really good and appreciated. Yeah, that's awesome. And, uh, that's what we like to both, hear. Yeah, he and I both get along really, really well. Um, we're both, like, nerds. So, like, we, we like to talk about, like... Uh, Lord of the Rings and like Star Wars and stuff. And, like, I was gonna say you're a big Star Wars fan. Yeah, I love I love uh, talking with him and bullshitting with him in the truck. Heck yeah! Truck what's your what's your favorite Star Wars movie? Ooh, that's tough. I, really <laughs> I know. I, my neighbor, he's a big buff, and yeah, he's oh, I can't 
just choose How one. Can you decide. Yeah, they're all good. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I, I love all of them too, but I'm not. I, I haven't watched them in years. years. But you watch it because Jackson will call you out on it because he's like a diehard, dihard Star Wars fan. Gotcha. So I'm yeah. gonna shut up now because I don't know yeah, enough. You'll, you will be. Schooled. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just yeah. <laughs> So how long have you been with Busy Bee Lawn Service? What is it, Lawn Service? Yes, Lawn Service. Busy Bee right. Lawn Service. And how long have you been with him? Um, I've been there maybe since like maybe March or maybe it was February. I think it was March. Gotcha. So just, just under a year now. Yeah. And uh, also one of the cool things that Jeff did for me, uh, he took me to see Dune a couple weeks ago and that was really, really good. That's badass. Yeah. That we need more bosses like this. Yes, that actually take Put care the of their time employees into their and care employees. for them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you got to invest back in your employees, you know, and make them feel appreciated to stick around and work. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, sounds like you got a good one there, Jackson. Yeah. So, how's the how's the trades end up working out for you with your autism and stuff? Do you feel that you like seek attention, or does it really help you stay focused and? stay connected and over concentrate or under concentrate? Like how does it work for the trades? Like what, what really pulls it into you that you like so much? Um, well, I like being outdoors and being active and working with my hands. Uh, I honestly don't think I could do like a, an office job or something. Uh, and like, it was even like the same way in school. Like I could not stay still in school. Like I had to be moving. Yeah. And like I would constantly get distracted and stuff by other things. Uh, so yeah, I I feel like uh, being outdoors and working and just getting uh, like exercise and stuff, I really enjoy that aspect. That's awesome. Yeah. School I'm for in me the same was same shoes as you, buddy. School for me was like a waste of time. It was something to kill time. I knew what I was going to do after school, but it was like I had to go through the motions. And I had to, yeah. I had the same thing, kind of what you're talking about there of sitting still. I couldn't stay occupied and teachers would be like, you know, you, you got a test tomorrow. And I'm like, I really don't even want to be here, but my parents like won't pay for daycare. Or I can't go nowhere. So <laughs> I am here for eight hours. Why are you right. the way that you are? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. what would you say, uh, you know, so many people which, by the way, just to back up a minute, uh, as much as I was giving Rick shit earlier, uh, tonight's topic is legitimately learning disabilities and the trades. And really what we're gearing this towards is so many people think about uh, the trades as just being a fallback for people who can't hack it in college. And I do want to set it very clear. Um, my my seven-year-old son is autistic, and I can tell you uh, he is leaps and bounds smarter in the connections that he makes than a lot of other kids his age. So autism, first of all, uh, is not a learning disability that you're hindered in any way, which I'm sure you would agree with that. Right, Jackson? Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I'm like very smart about a lot of things and I have a really good memory. So and, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh no, that was, that was all I was going to say. Okay. And so the first thing is, you know, I do want to I do want to address that misconception that, you know, learning disabilities, quote unquote, is something that holds people back. And that's why they're forced to go into the trades. Uh, the second thing I would like to say is a lot of times um, learning disabilities and autism in particular, again, because my son has it uh, comes to mind. There are a lot of advantages in ways that you can actually turn that into strengths. And I think the trades is a great way uh, to express some of those. And so my first question for you would really be, what are some of the areas that you consider strengths where autism has actually not been a handicap, but has actually uh, been an advantage for you? Um, I would say that uh, I'm a very positive person. And like when, like when it's raining outside and the weather is just really bad, like most people would be complaining and stuff, but like, I guess because of my autism, I don't really like ever feel down or anything. So I'm always positive, cracking jokes and keeping the mood light in the truck. Yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. That's 90% yeah. of the attitude on a job site though. Like he just nailed it a rain day and you could look at it two different ways. 
And here he is just enjoying life, going yep. through it. Smile on your shit, face. A shit attitude for anybody could ruin a day. God. I was about to say, it doesn't have to be raining for a shit attitude to make it a rain day. Like, it would be great to run. <laughs> it, it'd be great to run the Jackson like once a day. Absolutely. Any time of the day, just with the positive vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know? So, Jackson, when we're talking about this and we're talking about the autism on it and then we're talking about the strengths and non-strengths, like what would be something you would consider you have a hard time dealing with with your autism when it comes to the construction trades? Is it like, you know, attention, uh, paying attention, multitasking, or, I mean, do you really succeed in that kind of area? But what would be like a non-strength for your autism with the trades? Like what do you struggle with just a little bit? Um, sometimes I can get, uh, off track or like focus on like the next step and we're like not there yet sometimes, or, uh, my brain can be a scat. I can be scatterbrained sometimes or be all sure. over the place. Yeah. So that's one area I can have difficulty in sometimes. And my boss has told me before, like, Hey, uh, be thinking about what we're doing now. Not, not the next step. He, he always tells me like, you're always worrying about the next step. Yep. So, yeah. Nope. That's good. That's good. It, at least he understands, you know, to help you come back to the now, you know what I mean? So, right. But it's not always a bad thing to look ahead, you no. know? So it's kind of a catch 22, you know, it's a double-edged sword. Sometimes it hurts you looking forward because then it stops you from going forward. But as long as you can paint that picture and you know what you're going to be going to next, you know, kind of helps sometimes. Yeah. But how many yeah. times do you run into guys on job sites that are just standing there wandering, looking around like, we don't even know what to do. Yeah. You know, they're waiting to be told and he's trying to figure out what's going to be the next step versus yep. what he's doing right now. So almost like almost a leadership role of like yeah. delegating some time to another member with him Yep, as he's progressing. Yeah. So that's a question for you. Uh, and, and we'll give you a minute to kind of brag on yourself a little bit if you want Jackson, but, uh, what, is, what would you consider your work ethic to be like, uh, as opposed to some of your counterparts? Um, well, I only really work with my boss. Um, I have worked with uh, our Mo crew before, mm -hmm. and they are very, very hard workers. Like, they go, go, and go. Like, um, they, I've worked with them a couple of times, and they'll mow, like, maybe, like, 20 or something accounts in a day. So they're always mm -hmm. going. Yeah. And uh, it's the same with my boss and I. Uh, We've been kicking ass. I mean, there's only four of us right now because we're short two employees and uh, we've been doing a lot of work. So, yeah, I'd say that uh, I'm a pretty hard worker and uh, my boss and I are both like very focused and uh, we both know it needs to get done. What about it? And, and I'll just you're you're being a gentleman and you're not throwing anyone under the bus and I respect that. But. <laughs> Yeah. I'll, I'll let you throw some old employees under the bus or old coworkers. Municipal employees are notoriously lazy sacks of shit. Oh, dude, all day long. <laughs> Rick, yep. Rick was one, so we can really double down on this. Yeah. So uh, compared to your counterparts there when you were working for uh, the city and the stormwater place, um, what do you think your work ethic was? And, and do you think your autism played a role in that? Um, I... Well, for the most part, I think actually uh, the people at the city and uh, when I was working for the stormwater company, uh, everyone was really hard workers, uh, especially our our crew on the city of Lacey. Uh, man, there were some really hard workers there. Uh, one of my good friends, Jamie Oakland, uh, who hired me uh, at the city, and he actually uh, goes to the same church as I do. He's a very, very hard worker. Like He was always out there working with us. and he was great to work with. Heck yeah. It sounds like you got hooked up with a pretty stellar crew. There. I know. I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, <laughs> yeah. that's not my experience with I'm the thinking, municipal. That I'm thinking Jackson needs to leave, <laughs> leave us a, v a review. <laughs> this guy is solid and on point. I man. know. Like there's no bad workers here. I know. This now, is fantastic. I know. I know with him having the autism, he's got to have a work ethic like no other. Yeah. Absolutely. I've been around some people like when we bring your boy out. Yep. I mean, he's just like super focused. And when he puts his mind to it, he, he goes to town he, and he don't tank. stop until it's done. Yep. 
Absolutely. So, do you want a job in Michigan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well Jackson, we're really hurting over here for uh, trades pretty bad in Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> Hard working yeah. and good work ethic. We're, we're having well, a. If you fly me out, if you fly me out, I'll come down. Oh, <laughs> we're having a hard time. I like the negotiating guys. there. You got a deal. <laughs> we're, we're having a hard time getting guys just wanting to show up the next day to yeah. shovel and do a little bit of sweat equity in the company. <laughs> if you pay for my flight, hotel, and food, I'll, I'll come down. <laughs> hey, just up the ante. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Now Ryan has a couple like extra bedrooms or... in his basement. Yeah, you can well, shack yeah. up there. It's perfect. You sleep in the studio here. Yeah. No, when we no, get... sleep in the studio. There you go. Heck yeah. Uh, there's no heat down here, Jackson. That's so. all right. <laughs> you're going oh, to okay. you're gonna have to throw some negotiating on a blanket or something. Yeah. I'll but, just sleep in the studio and play with uh, your little... Uh, construction toys in the background Brian. oh yeah you got two you got two boys that are going to be all over it they are constantly asking me to play with them so now to get back to the topic of what we're talking about here for the afternoon of how everything kind of funnels to the trades and it was kind of looked upon as it was the redheaded stepchild like you couldn't make it so this is the place that you got to go to you're not going to college you know you have a disability you you went to prison. This is the like this is the path of I don't want to say the rejects, but like the alternative it's to the life. failure path. Yeah. yeah. And it it's starting to gain traction now of, you know, before we had so many of the people that couldn't hack it in the world to you're you're in demand now, supply and demand, and now you're starting to get to the funnel of like a guy that went to prison, this is a chance for him to come out to. Yeah. A guy with autism, it creates a career because I'm sure somebody could run a paddle being a flagger, right? Someone could be on the radio talking to an extra body in the trades helping. So I think this is a very good step, stepping stone for a lot of people with all matters of life with disabilities and with trying to start out getting a new life ahead from prison or so. So, yeah, I, I agree with all of that. I think, I think, calling the trades or considering the trades the route of failure is is one of the biggest failures that the US has made in just its its mental shift over the last I don't know 50 years. Yeah. I, I don't know I how long it's so. been. And so um but that being said do you want to talk about your experience cuz you struggled in school? Yeah, so I kind of had a similar situation as you uh Jackson. So I I also was in quote unquote special ed, you know, growing up in school and yeah. you know just I had a very hard time focusing, you know, on what I was actually supposed to be doing. You know, every second of my life at school, I was thinking about everything but school. You know, what am I going to be doing? <laughs> a little bit of that too, you know. But uh, but yeah, no, it you know, it it was very tough for me to, you know, try to be normal and you know get through life. It was very, geez, man. Uh, I just had a brain fire real quick. <laughs> We're my disability it right yeah, now. Exactly. So you struggled in <laughs> but, school. Yeah, struggled for years and years and years, and I got out, and finally, I, f- I found somebody to teach me how to build stuff, and you know, then I found that that was my path. You know, I needed to be a hands-on worker. So, you know, and I've excelled at it very, very much so. So I don't look at it as a a crutch, you know, or a handicap. I looked at it as I just wasn't meant to do this and I went down the other road and it's worked out just wonderful. So, so Jackson, you've mentioned you really struggled to sit still in school and focus, correct? Yes. And, and Matt, oh. would you say that's a lot of your experience? Oh, yeah. You really oh, struggled I to focus. Sit still I couldn't focus on anything. So that that seems to be a common thing with guys that are considered again to have quote unquote learning disabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, but that also seems to be a really common thread with guys that end up going into the trades because they weren't good at school. So I'm not, you know, I don't have a learning disability. I'm not going to act like I'm overcoming hurdles like you guys are. Uh, my disability was the fact that I was lazy as shit and I hated school. So, <laughs> but I, I really, I really hated you guys. Yeah, exactly. So I, I struggled uh, I struggled to maintain good grades because I flat out didn't care. And was, it was, was same here. It was for the same thing. It was, it was, I hated school. There was, it didn't hold my focus. I didn't give a shit about anything. And so it was make the bare minimum. So I would actually 
go into a class, and this was in high school, and it transferred over to, into college. They give you that syllabus the first day. You remember the syllabus oh, where they yeah. pull it out and they break down everything that you're going to do and how your grades are going to work. First thing I do is I pull out my calculator. I'm like, okay, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this and this. And I got to average like a 75 on the test and I should be good. I figure out the bare minimum of what I have to do for that class and I didn't do anything else. Yep. And so, uh, you know, again, from the, the struggling to focus, struggling to really care about school, uh, I pushed through because everyone told me I needed to, went to college, suffered through that for six years, spent a shitload of money doing it, <laughs> and then ultimately went into uh, the white collar world for a while, struggled through trying to make that work uh, before I finally went, fuck this, this is terrible. And then I came into the trades and, and for guys like me even, this has been a phenomenal landing spot because like, like Jackson summed it up perfectly. You get to be outside, you get to work with your hands, you're constantly doing new things, you're learning new skills. It keeps your mind engaged. Like this, the, the traits are such an awesome point for anybody like that to land. Oh, yeah. So, and I just, it, it doesn't get talked about enough yeah. in school. It doesn't get talked about. I enough. found my calling, I think in seventh grade when tech ed, remember, did you mm -hmm. go to Mr. Brenner. Yeah. Remember Mr. Brenner? He was awesome. You know, and all of a sudden they're like, it's a class that you get to build stuff. Yeah. It was and, a hands on mechanical stuff. So we built, you know, little uh, derby cars and that was woodworking. And then we built bridges out of popsicle sticks. And that was, but where you know I was what like, was funny? Is, I got it from start to finish. I understood how to do it. And mine was always the best. But that yeah. class just right there, the book smart people that were really knowledgeable and smart had a hard time in that class. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yet you took someone with a learning disability, for example, you throw them in there. And these are some of the smartest people that could engineer something without. So a book smart person reads a textbook. They could build it. We're in the trades with no textbook. I mean, you might get a blueprint or plat or whatever you want to look at. But we build stuff or improvise on the job site right then and there without going, oh, I got to go find an answer, this and that. You're like, yeah. You know, I think I can make this work. And you go buy a couple of things, you come back, throw it together to get you through the situation. Yep. And you have an engineer come out and they'll be like, So we got a fix for it. And you're like, Yeah, we're we're past that. Yeah. You know? Gotta yeah. figure and it you out. Know what? It was funny it. when you talk about trying to stay focused and not focused in school, it hit me oh, I don't know, probably about a year, six months to a year after I graduated high school. I remember a teacher, man, in the math or whatever, they sit there and get so pissed because I'm like, I relied on the calculator. They wanted you to do the long form. I'm like, no, I could just use this calculator. I'm not going to write this freaking 10 answer word to get it. I'm like, I just enter the calculator. Oh, yeah. You can't rely on it. I'm like, yeah, I can't rely on you. This calculator is always right. So I would stare out the window, and I remember watching a construction paving crew coming down the road. And she's like, you can't make money looking out a window. And it hit me, like, after I graduated, like, six months down the road, I'm looking out the window making like $25 an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, I need to drive this thing back to this teacher and show him what I'm doing looking out yeah. the window. Yep. You know, so. Look, I'm not a failure. Yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure if I went back to grade school or something, I ran into a couple of teachers. They thought I was the nicest kid in the world, but they probably didn't see me going but anywhere. But they, they act you know? like the, the trades. motherfucking time. Fucking a.m. Yeah. <laughs> they act like the trades, though, was just something where people couldn't hack it. Yeah. And I feel like this is one of the biggest and best platforms for people to step on that have any kind of issue in life and they want to do something better. Cause there's people that go to college and they go out, they have this college degree and they can't make the money that you can looking out a window, yep. working with your hands. Yep. And you might have someone like Jackson being your boss or someone like us being your boss that we're just natural human beings that have a good uh, attitude in the catamaran. Why can't you say that? Camaraderie. Camaraderie. Camaraderie is phenomenal when you get into the trades and it yep. comes to this family that it's not, you're not an outcast. You show up every day and put in the hard work and the hours that they overlook your disability and you come part of something better. Yep. And I think that's where this topic right now is, it's, it's a phenomenal topic for the trade. Yep. You know, and I think that's where Jackson is starting to shine and like he's like, you can't be afraid to quit a job and find something else. He found another employer that 
understand open his wings what yeah. he could do and his capabilities and he's not afraid to let him work and try and here he is shining at a company and he's loving it he's yeah. going to the movies with the boss yeah which that's that's another question i've got for you jackson i know uh one of the things uh that autism causes is for you to struggle a lot socially it's a lot harder to pick up on social cues and everything um is that something that you found you struggled with in life oh yeah um it was something I struggled with. Uh, I had a harder time making friends in school. Um, I'd actually always kind of be like cutting up in class and get in trouble. Sure. And there were a couple of times where I had to have meetings with my family and my teachers. And that was like really awkward. Now was that and, you um, just, was that you just trying to kind of feel like people were watching and listening or was that, you know, when you're acting up, like trying to get yeah. attention, kind of. Yeah, trying to get attention right. to like fit yeah. in. Oh, most definitely. Um, man. Yeah, and uh, you know, Matt, to kind of a uh, piggyback, piggyback off of what you were saying there. Um, I struggled in school too. Um, actually, uh, before I even wanted to get into landscaping, I remember it was like March of '05, and I was living in Battleground at the time, uh, kind of, which is like close to like Portland. All right. And, um, I remember seeing like this big cloud, like this big white cloud over the trees. And I was like, what was that? And it was Mount St. Helens erupting. And oh, I had actually, shit. yeah, um, back in from 04 to 08, Mount St. Helens was active and I actually wanted to be a volcanologist at first and like study volcanoes. Dude, bro. But, like, that is so awesome. That, yeah. And, um, I had wanted to do that as a career path at first, but like, uh, one of the things I struggled with in school was like math and like, I right. can't do math for the life of me. I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. Yeah. Numbers do not make sense to me. Yep. So, uh, by found landscaping and, uh, actually when I was in high school, I was doing stuff like, uh, I was mowing my neighbor's lawn for like 20 bucks. So how big uh, was, I hope it wasn't a big lawn, right? <laughs> no, it wasn't that big. All right. All right. But, uh, I found landscaping was a good alternative and I'm really happy where I'm at now. And I think we should actually be pushing uh, stuff like job core in high schools. Yeah, absolutely. Like the first thing when I read your, your little bio you sent us, you know, I'm like job core. I'm like, dude, I was, I was be honest. I'm like, I want to learn more about this thing. Like it just sounded like a great program and you, you've excelled with it. Yeah. It's a great program. Uh, A lot of great, you can get um it's awesome and it, there's just not a uh, landscaping there they have a uh, carpentry cement masonry uh they have bct um uh the flooring welding yep. uh there's culinary uh office administration uh there's um what else is there i think there's a dentist or dental hygienist all right wow. all right all right Nice. I'm like, man, I can go to school for free (laughs) to become a dentist. I'm flying out there. Oh, I'm over 26. Damn it. Damn it. You have the ability to also get your uh, driver's license there if you don't have that. Oh, no shit. Yeah, you could get your CDL. Wow. Um, You can also get your high school diploma if you don't have that. And there was also, I think, options for college as well if you wanted to do that. What a great program. So yeah, it's awesome. Just out of curiosity, what was the process of getting into it? Did you have to apply? Is it like what was the the actual steps you took to get into Job Corps? And how long? Um, So you meet with like a recruiter um, that was in my local area and uh, I picked the trade that I wanted to and then there's like a waiting list and then um, when a spot opens up, then you pack up and you, uh, you go to job core. Heck yeah. And oh shit. Yeah. It's, it's a great program. And how long was that program? Of, uh, so it actually depends. Uh, it's self paced. So you, if you want to, you could be out of there in six months. Um, I was out of there by like a year and a half. So wow. you really liked it. Yeah. Take advantage, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And I think I think right there uh, is another great example of how just our current education system fails so badly is, you know, Matt, you've talked about part of the reason you had to go to the special ed room was to take tests because yeah. 
the pace was too fast. Yep, I had to get out from the classroom because there's just people that are finished in three minutes. And then in my brain, I thought three minutes I should have been done too. So me, I just Christmas tree through and then walk up there. And the next thing you know it, the next morning we wake up and go to school. And I failed the test. <laughs> Matt, I, I think one time, I think one time, I got like a B plus on it. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, it worked. I, I, it was you like I know, C's, baby. If I was over eighteen, I would have went and bought a lotto ticket that day. You know. So, but that's where I was going with that. Is our current school system is it is one speed. It's geared towards the people who goes the fastest, and yep. everyone else is supposed to keep up. Versus Jackson, I think it's awesome that they let you kind of train at your own pace and let you kind of work yourself through the program at the rate you need to, as opposed to trying to hold you to some standard that's been arbitrarily set by someone. Yep. Right. So uh, I do want to circle back because I asked this, the social question and then we totally took it a different direction, but I want to come <laughs> back to that because uh, one of the things I had for you is you've now been in multiple at multiple employers in the trades, uh, what do you think of kind of that camaraderie and that brotherhood that the trades offers? Has that really helped you in that social environment to where you haven't struggled like you did necessarily back in school? Um, yeah, I would say it helped. Uh, but there were a couple jobs, though, like one of the places I worked at, like um, they would just keep getting on me about like, oh, you need to work faster and harder. And like, I don't think they really got how I like. I don't think they really got my uh work ethic or uh that i had a disability or anything like yeah. that they just kept on pushing me and pushing me and i finally had enough and had to quit yeah the breaking and point so man Been yeah there. it's all about finding the right people you can work with yep absolutely and yeah i'd say my probably my top three jobs or four were probably the two i had with the city the stormwater job in uh by the way, my boss, uh, my old boss, Ryan, um, who I worked with at Aqualis, he was a great boss to work with. And um, he would always look out for me, too, and make sure I was okay. And That's he good. was awesome. Yeah. That's good to know, man. Yeah. And uh, same with this job. I love this job, too. And so it's all, all about, like, finding the right people you can work with and people that, you know, like, care about you not just like as an employee but like i guess on a personal level yeah yeah yep so what really drew you to landscaping specifically because you know a lot of guys will use landscaping as a stepping stone to go on to you know running heavy equipment doing actual earthwork uh but you really seem to have found your element in landscaping so just out of curiosity what really draws you to landscaping honestly uh <laughs> going to sound really corny, but I just like mowing lawn. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with why, that. Getting those tight really lines, like man. Those really tight like lines. There oh, is, man. Uh, so, so one of the aspects of excavating that I really like is the days that you are sitting there on a pile bombing trucks. Like, you're not doing anything special. You're just bombing trucks. It's like zen operating for me. And I'm, I'm assuming that's kind of what mowing lawns is for you. Just kind of kick back. You got your zen moment going. Yeah. Um. Except we're using like, we use like the Hondas and also we have a 36 inch X mark mower, which is pretty cool. Nice. Also, yeah. are you doing push mowing typically? Yeah, we do push mowing. All right. Um, All right. So you guys uh, are doing smaller properties or? Oh, like um, well, we got the 36 inch because uh, right. we do actually have some pretty big size properties. And right. Actually, when I was working with the city of Lacey, uh, we had these mowers called Hustlers. And uh, I was on the 54-inch Hustler, and that thing is a beast. Oh, yeah, dude. They're, they're oh, yeah. the Hustler, man. Yeah. I don't think I've ever run a Hustler. Oh, they're sweet. Yeah. There's like a I've little sulky stand on the back. <laughs> on the back with a little sulky. It's so badass. I don't know if you like just you caught... I, I feel like you should be walking into like a showgirl room here called Hustlers with Matt motherfucking Totten. Well, I just like how Matt motherfucking Totten dated himself. Did, are you familiar that there used to be a magazine called Hustler Jackson? Yes, I know it. All right, all, right, all, right. all right, I just got to check. because I threw that plug in there. We're, we're now getting to the age to where yeah, we don't realize ourselves. how yeah. old we are. I know. That was a good magazine. I, you know, I classy. Can't, I can't ever say that I really got my hands on one of those. You know, uh, I was just telling my wife the other day when the Hustler magazines were there, 
I remember my mom had, we rented a truck or something because her truck had to go for service and the freaking thing broke down. So the shop foreman come out, picked us up and he's like, just take my truck for the day. And it's this Ford Ranger, regular cab. And we're driving around, bebopping around, doing all this grocery shopping and shit. No, dude. So I'm sitting there and I'm 12, 13 years old. And I'm just like going ape shit. My mom wouldn't take me in a store because I was throwing like a temper tantrum or whatever, you know. And I remember just like <laughs> kick something. And I looked underneath the seat and there was like a hundred hustler magazines here. <laughs> My mom comes out. I don't know. I don't know if we'll have enough time. <laughs> My mom comes out, dude, and I have this shit just strung <laughs> out all over the place, dude. The lady next door is like putting her groceries away and I'm like 13 years old looking at Hustler dude just like the biggest grin my mom's like what the fuck and I'm like Rick help me load the groceries I can't stand up right now mom (laughs) actually you've got a third hand yeah (laughs) sorry you got any paper towels to put on there or something that's that's not right (laughs) yeah Hustler baby Oh, that was All the right, first back to Jackson. All right, so back, back to Jackson. Jackson. So, Jackson, I do uh, my next question for you. <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> uh, so that's actually a good question that, that we started to go down before we got stuck on Hustler. Uh, what kind of mowers oh, have you way, run? Brian, What's that? I was going to say, you know, you could do that in real life once you get the diesel and iron only fan set up. That's <laughs> true. That is true. Now, we, we me, Rick and I both think that the diesel iron is a bunch of bullshit, and it is really his cover for his only fans. That's right. It's <laughs> my, my studio that I've soundproofed down here, that's exactly, so they won't hear the moaning while I'm seeing what my donger will support. Hey, oh, God. You should see what Tot and I got you for Christmas. It's oh. a fans only. We're wrapped up in diesel and iron. Oh shit! I just Shirt, got you a fan. hat. I didn't know <laughs> it was supposed to be. I gotta sexual? take a fan Wait. back. <laughs> yeah, I got him a ceiling fan. Damn it! So, um, back to our our, our discussion here. Uh, what's your what's, diesel and iron? <laughs> damn it, Rick! <laughs> what's your favorite brand of mower, Jackson? Um, uh, I don't know. That's a tough one. I really like Honda. Honestly, I like Hondas. Yeah, they're they're awesome. Like they mow well in wet grass, and uh, they're just like really dependable. Yeah, they are. Uh, they're motors. They're just they go they forever. Just go. They just go. I, I bought until the transmission goes out. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. So yeah, what what are your aspirations? What do you plan to do? Because I know I know you you're kind of in your in your Zen moment, mowing lawns and everything, but ultimately where do you want your career to go? Um, well, right now I just want to keep working, uh, where Tell I'm Jeff at right now. Muffs. Don't listen to this part yeah, of the that's podcast. Right. Turn where it are off, you going to go? Turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Um, but honestly, uh, I mean, I want to stay where I'm at as long as I can. I mean, hell, it would even be awesome if I could like maybe retire from where I'm at. Like, that's how awesome like this company is. I really, really That's enjoy right. my time there. Yeah. Do you see yourself uh, stepping up? And if, if Jeff continues to grow his company, do you see yourself running a crew or is that not really your kind of vein of interest? Yeah. Um, I don't really like running a crew. Sure. I, I actually like just being a part of a crew. Absolutely. Honestly. Yeah. I got to give you props, man, for just wanting to show up every day and actually just keep working. Cause yeah. Yeah. that's one of the biggest struggles that we run into in the trades right now. Um, like guys like you are a dime a dozen. It seems like back in the day today, you can't even find a guy that wants to even talk like you are and be as happy and thrilled to show up the next day and just want to do the job. So just talking to I just you, I want to give you a good prop. I'm excited that, to go man. to work tomorrow. Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't you. until I got here. I'm like, man, I got to put a smile on my freaking face. Right. <laughs> We're gonna have to have Jackson on speed dial for you, yeah, Todd. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Matt, motherfucking Todd right? needs another pep talk. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my boy Jackson? You're gonna start Venmoing Jackson. Telling one of my buddies, I was telling one of my buddies um, when I was at Job Corps, uh, we would just we had just gotten, uh, we were just starting lunch, and um, I was telling him how I. Uh, we were doing chainsaw stuff and uh, like I have a lot of fun doing chainsaw work. And, uh, uh, one of my buddies, when we were sitting there at lunch, he said, it's not 
you can't really have fun at work. And I said, yeah, you can. Like if you enjoy your job and you're having fun, then why not? Yeah, you absolutely. Know? I've always told like, myself. I feel others. like you can have fun at work. Yeah. Like if you don't enjoy your job, then why be there at all? Oh, 100%. You just, you stole the words that I was about to say. Don't even go to work if you don't enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. So right. I, ultimately that's, I, I went down the path of hating yeah. work and I was going to make a shitload of money doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of money in banking. Fucking hated it. And it wasn't until I sat down in a cab of an off-road dump truck that I was like, oh, oh, so this is what it's like to look forward to going to work in the morning. I understand now. Yeah. And and unfortunately, too many people in this country, especially, uh, still haven't figured that out. So to have that at your, your what did you say, 26, Jackson? I'm 24. 24. So to, to have already figured that out at 24 uh, really puts you ahead of the curve and, and in front of a lot of people like that's a that's a really big nugget of wisdom to have. So uh, I guess one thing we haven't really talked about, we we know that you do landscaping. What do you guys do primarily? Is it is it kind of manicured more kind of maintenance or do you guys do hardscape installation or what what kind of work do you guys do? Um, yeah, we do uh landscape maintenance. So we do mowing. Um, we do sod installs. Uh, we'll install sod. Um, we do lawn renovations. Uh, we also spread gravel. Uh, we do gardening maintenance. It's like pulling weeds, uh, uh, trimming shrubs, pruning trees, stuff like that. Um, we also spread gravel, bark dust, um, that type of work. Gotcha. And then do you guys typically run equipment or is it primarily handwork? Um, well, we're not on like big equipment, like besides mowers, we've got like line trimmers, uh, beef blowers, chainsaws, hedge trimmers. Uh, we've got the debris loader, uh, which I was telling, there you go. I was telling Matt before we started recording about the uh, Billy goat debris loader that we have. It's yeah. awesome. A lot of people actually get it confused with a chipper because it looks like one. It's got like a tube on the end and it just sucks up all the leaves. Oh, those things are yeah. badass. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know what you were talking about yeah. until you said that. Yeah, those things are awesome. They're like a 12, 18 inch hole, ain't it? Oh, yeah. With like a big yeah. round. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can really grab onto that thing, put a lot of shit in there. It, it, yeah. Stuff her full, baby. Rick would have a hard time not trying to fit his mouth around it. <laughs> yeah. Turn it on, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't sucking hard enough. So do you guys have like a like a dump truck that that hooks up near to or something, and then yeah. that shoots all the stuff into it? Well, actually, um, ours is a. I want to say say ours is an eighteen horsepower. All right. So there's actually a. I think one of the biggest is thirty five. So ours actually fits in our trailer. Gotcha. Oh, wow. and, gotcha. Um, we have like a dump truck. All right. Uh, well, I, I don't know if you could even consider it a dump truck. It's a one-ton dump. Oh, hey, yeah. Hey. So one is of the small boxes. Is, is it a truck? Yes. Does it dump? Yes. It's a fucking dump truck. Hell yeah. Thank you. <laughs> right? Thank you. My boss, don't let these two Jeff dirt work I, guys get, you know, <laughs> be like, oh, it's not a big piece of equipment. <laughs> <laughs> My boss, Jeff, and I have been having this debate. I say, dude, it's a dump truck. And he said, no, it's not. It's a one-ton dump. Like, I'm telling you, if it dumps, it's a dump truck. <laughs> right. Tell him to listen to this, and he will be. Well, yes. ask him what he's compensating for. Yeah, why right? is it? Why is it got to be so big for it to count? <laughs> right. <laughs> Little man syndrome. There. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, as you guys are getting into uh, the winter months now, what are you guys? Do you slow down pretty well, or are you guys still staying pretty busy? Um. Yeah, we slow down. Um. Uh, my boss has taken a vacation to Hawaii, I think in January. And he's and bringing his, son, his favorite employees too, right? Oh yeah, baby. Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, actually, uh, I want to go with him uh, next October. I want to go with him to uh, this thing called the GIE. Oh yeah. Um, the, the Green Industry Expo. Yes. That, that looks awesome. That's in I Hawaii? Guess no, that's no, it's in Kentucky. Kentucky yeah, in Louisville. Yeah. They just had it what what was that, Jackson? Like two months ago, a month and a half ago? It was in October. Okay, yeah. Um, Hell yeah. So I guess it would be your equi- uh it would be the equivalent to a uh con expo for you guys. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Um so yeah, I would really want to go to the GIE 
And uh, also, uh, this winter, I want to also get my um, Flaggers card recertified because you never know when you need it. Oh, yeah. It's always good to have, and it looks good on a resume. Right. And I also want to um, get my uh, first aid re- recertified as well because uh, uh, sure, we're not running equipment, like heavy equipment and whatnot, but like there's a risk to landscaping. Dude. Oh, it's absolutely. Always, I'm, I'm telling you, funny aid. story. You know, I, I, uh, before or when COVID ended, I, I left my company uh, during the furlough and I brought my giant job site uh, first aid kit with me. I'm like, I'm going to need this. I'll keep it in my truck so no one steals it because everyone tried to steal it from my job sites. So I I left it in my garage for months and all of a sudden I'm on this job and it was in the way. So I picked it up and put it in my truck for some reason. And that day I'm sitting there cutting the last piece of drywall and I, sure enough, brand new blade, Went to rip Oof. it, and I was like, all right, and I couldn't make the full cut, so I put my hand behind me, and I kept on going, and I was like, ooh, I think I just touched myself, but didn't, you know, it went through, like, butter. Yep. And I carry that one piece of drywall through the lady's freaking house, oh, and she's looking at me, she's like, she's like, oh, my God. I'm like, oh, shit. I look, and it was just straight across the palm of my hand, right through the fat, down to the bone, and I'm like, that's not good. Where's yeah. the mural so painting? She's like, oh. <laughs> So I was like, but. I got a professional safety, like first aid kit in my truck. So I ran out to my truck and I'm in the middle of like this parking lot. And it was the winter. So it looked like I was tra- you know, like people were tracking a deer through the parking lot because all the blood. You know, I just sat there. I gushed it out, bandaged it up. I'm like, if I didn't have that, I would have been fucked. But I went right back in and finished my day out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Should have went to the hospital and got probably 16 stitches. That's but- the thing though, dude. You can't ever be overqualified and overcertified for the trades. No, like no. him just talking about the first aid, renewing it, and your flaggers card and the safeties and the things that everyone takes for granted, overlooked. Like, and it's not just on the job site that it helps you. Correct. You know, you're driving yeah, down the road and you see something skill. going on, and oh, you're like, yeah. CPR, Absolutely. first aid. Yep. You know, whatever. You just you you have that sense of uh, you're you can help. Yes. Yep. yep. Knowledge is power, man. So, you know. Yeah, I used to. Sorry, go ahead, Rick. No, go right ahead, Jackson. I was just going to oh. elaborate. Yeah, tell him to shut yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> your, your platform, I Jackson. Say, um, I used to be in Boy Scouts, and uh, we learned uh, CPR and first aid and stuff. Heck so, yeah. yeah. And that's, uh, that stuff sticks with you, though. Yeah. So, a refresher yeah. course and, you know, advanced courses, like, bigger companies push it because they have to because of insurance reason. But, yeah. right. you know, the littler companies for someone to be trained or be certified and stuff like that. I mean, that's just a huge bonus to have around. Like, yep. you could save somebody. Now you just, I'm there for the paycheck. Yeah, at the end like, of the day, it helps with your insurance rates, too. Yeah. When you have people like that. Yep. And it's, I think it's free, pretty much. Like, you just, you know, American Red Cross, you know. Yeah. You got to look for it. You yeah. got to hunt it down but a little better. But, yeah, it is, for the most part, you can find free ones. Yeah. Um. How did, how did you uh, respond to that one guy, Rick, uh, when you accidentally set the uh, pipe on his finger? <laughs> Oh, he's talking about the the choker. Um, He yanked that guy's finger off. Yeah, I actually actually responded (laughs) by vomiting. Yeah, he was he was all over the place. So I call it Ralph. Ralph and I were having our own episodes for a little bit, but just to see like the finger laying on the ground and the blood shooting Uh, everywhere. Trying to over dramatize this, but that was um, it was pretty alarming. (laughs) Um, So. You know, I I love Jeff Goldblum. I have a weak stomach, so it took me probably like 20, 30 seconds to get it out of my system of like lunch. So uh, I actually grabbed the first aid out of the truck because obviously he was hobbling there holding his finger at the time. <laughs> and at that point, he already had it wrapped up into his shirt, um, doing enough CPR and whatnot. Once you kind of get it compressed and stopped, you leave it where it's at. Until yeah. you take it to the professional. So I made that decision of leave it where it was at. So I didn't pass uh-huh. the fuck out. And I drove him down the road in the truck to the <laughs> nearest hospital. But you didn't carry his finger for him? Oh, fuck no, dude. <laughs> it, needless to say, the finger, like, I don't know how long it takes for it to be detached. But the cable, like, literally shattered and ripped everything apart oh, there. Oh, did it really? So, like, what are you going to do? You're already going to have, like, this midget-looking finger, <laughs> you know? So what are you going to have, like, besides this nub? You, that's that's the one inch? that gets the ladies, though. Yeah, well, well, he's got, like, nine other things to play with. So, you know, it was just what it was. But I left it at that. We threw him in a truck, and off we went. But, man, you know, 
shit happens, man. Yeah. And it happened that fast. The dude's finger was there. And when he's like, ah, and there's blood up there. I was like, you know, so, <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. And for a second there, you think people are like playing a practical joke on you for a second. Until you realize, and then you're like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, <laughs> like, wait, this isn't a movie. Yeah, yeah, right. But like, it hurt so bad that he didn't like start screaming. No, yeah, it was just like turn around and he's got the hand there. And he's like, "Ah!" And I'm like, "Ooh, you know, <laughs> what the fuck, man, put it away. Yeah. <laughs> but, Get back to work. <laughs> cover that shit up." <laughs> I mean, obviously, if it was something more trauma, you'd have to call nine one one right away and then start taking what precautions you. Could do. Yeah. But something like that, that's considered a minor incident. I mean, it wasn't nothing life-threatening or tragic, so. Did he get the finger reattached or was it gone? No, no, dude. It, it was, everything was like disintegrated. Yeah, so it's When you take, I don't know how many PSIs in those cylinders and you yank up to lift a 4,000-pound piece of pipe, <sighs> you know, that little finger ain't going to make damn. it very long. So he's nubbing. Oh, he's a nubby. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, a, he can't a, point no more at you with that finger. So going back to Jackson. So like on a typical day, you know, do you guys all take turns, you know, getting the mowers ready, you know, checking the oil, uh, sharpen the blades? Like how does your day start out? You know, are you a go-getter and getting at that or does somebody else do those? Um, well, uh, right now it's just, we have a dedicated mow crew. So, um, and that's, uh, my uh coworkers max and travis um so with my boss we will mow uh and help them out where where needed mm -hmm. but right now we just uh doing a lot of leaf cleanup and we do a lot of like garden maintenance and uh we actually were just using the chipper today to um uh prune some apple trees right. so we're doing more like kind of projects and cleanups and stuff gotcha gotcha yeah and that's actually, um, I mean, mowing's fun, but it's also cool to kind of get like a variety in. Yeah. Absolutely, a change of pace. Most yeah. definitely. Yeah, every, every day is different. That's the greatest that's thing, though, about the things, trades. One of the things I enjoy. Yes. And you get to see the result of your work and the satisfaction of what Fruits you of did. Your labor. Yeah. That's great, man. Yeah. I'm really glad he's on the phone. This is, I know. This is great to just hear someone really enjoying the trade. Oh yeah, legitimately. Yeah. So like, that's and I will say this, the the positive attitude he's been talking about. Yeah. So the way I found Jackson, or I should say Jackson found me really, is through the Diesel and Iron channel. And like once Jackson found my channel, like almost every single video, Jackson's one of the first posts. And it's always something like super positive, super awesome. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, so this is cool. And then he contacted me through Instagram and we've been chatting back and forth and he's always super positive and super upbeat. And uh, so, yeah, to have you on the phone, Jackson, it's it's really awesome to see that that isn't something that's kind of this superficial thing that you do online, like legitimate. Your personality is right there in the comments. That is that is who you are. That's really awesome. And I, I can tell you right now, your employer appreciates the shit out of you all day long. Dude. Oh, yeah. Just yeah, just to um, have that morale around is like. I would pay for that. Weekly. That's why he makes you stay with him all day. Yeah. Right. yeah. He needs keeps his morale up, man. <laughs> He's like, yeah. you, keep him, you keep him in check. He's like, go talk to the homeowner real quick so I could close this deal. That's right. Because he's just going to uplift it all. <laughs> yeah. You know? But it, it, yeah, you get so complacent. Effective. You get so complacent with everything. And how many people do you really see on a job site that is good at what they do, but because their attitude sucks? Yeah. The whole day and what they do is just, just miserable. Yeah. And you could take somebody doing the hardest job ever with the best attitude. Yep. And it's like one of the funnest day doing the stupidest shit sometimes because someone's got like this great attitude. Exactly. I love it. Now, one, this is, I've been asking everybody that's been on this so far since I've started. If you could do anything, what would your dream job be? Um, I don't really know, honestly. Volcanologist. <laughs> I was going to say, a volcanologist. I mean, yeah, that would be pretty cool. Honestly, that would be really cool to like go into a crater of a volcano, Fuck like yeah. Mount St. Helens. I mean, right. that would be cool. That would be awesome. That's Now, have you, so you're by Mount St. Helens still, right? Yeah. Like, uh, well, actually, you, I live in Olympia, which is a bit farther away. All right. All right. Now, that's Mount Olympia, right? Up there. Am I? No. No. That's Mount Rainier. 
Oh, Mount Rainier. That's what I meant. Is it yeah. Mount Olympia yeah. where the gods live? That's what I thought. That's <laughs> all right. I, I got mythology. <laughs> and, yeah. I don't know if that's yeah. true. Huh? make a pill for that, man. Yeah, no, right? that's Olympus. Olympus. Mount Olympus. Yes, yes. So we're all retarded on this yeah, one. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't know where I'm at. So have you went up? Have you hiked that mountain? Um, yeah, so? I've actually hiked up there. Um, actually, what was really cool for my 16th birthday, um, I got a helicopter tour of Mount St. Helens and we flew oh, in. Oh, that's awesome. Years. Yeah, and you could see like the lava dome still steaming. It was awesome. Wow. It was one of the coolest experiences I've had. So so do you think uh, you ever, you'll ever take some steps to maybe work towards, towards uh, seeing that? Is there any interest to maybe pursue some classes and slowly work towards becoming a volcanologist? Or you think you'll stick just in landscaping? I think I'll just stick with landscaping because honestly, I really like my career path. That's awesome. It's yeah, that is the thing in life. You know, I, I tell guys that I, I come into contact with on the channel all the time. The grass as, isn't greener on the other side. Well, not only that, but you're going to, as the primary breadwinner. most lawns. I was making a joke with. It. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little Sorry. slow. <laughs> that was a good joke. <laughs> so um, that's why no one's fucking laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and there's Rick with the truth. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, as as the breadwinner of the family, whether you're the male or the female, whoever is the primary breadwinner and is is going to work every day, you're going to spend, you know, roughly fifty percent of your life doing your job, and it doesn't matter what your job is, you need to be happy doing it. And, and at the end of the day too, a lot of people get so hung up on money. It doesn't matter how much money you make. If you're miserable, that's half of your life. You're spending miserable. Yep. So it's, it's awesome that you really do enjoy your career path. You, you want to continue to pursue it. Now I do have a question. Do you think you'll, you guys will stick as a company? Um, do you think you'll stick to, to maintenance or do you think you guys will start moving towards doing hardscape installs and stuff? Um, well, actually, uh, today my boss was telling me, uh, that when he gets home tonight, he was going to be ordering one of those, uh, mini, uh, Kubota skid steers. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Cause he wants to start doing more like, I mean, we already do sod install, but it'll, we'll be able to do a lot more like spreading like gravel and like bark dust, uh, do a lot more like mulch stuff like that and right. more so you say sod. mulch or uh, bark dust so i thought you were saying bark dust as in like mulch so mulch oh, is no, no, bark no, no. dust what's 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 no. bark dust yeah i've been making the same assumption what yeah. is bark dust then um like wood chips pretty much oh okay okay like gotcha. maybe you on like a playground or something gotcha right. okay right. okay yeah mulch is for like garden beds like for like aesthetic all right, all right. And also it's good for the plants. It has like a lot of nutrients and stuff in there. Gotcha. Yeah. See, I, I the whole time you said bark dust, I thought you were, that was your guys way over on the west side saying that that was mulch. I thought the same thing. <laughs> I was like, yeah. We do spread bark dust on some garden beds if people ask for it. All right. Yeah. Now I, what's, what's the typical work week look like for you when you're out there doing everything? is a landscaper, you know, what, what, what do you expect? What do you go through on a daily basis? Cause obviously you say nothing's the same. So what, what is it something that you guys deal with on a daily basis? Cause you do a lot of change constantly. So for somebody that was looking to get into like the landscaping or they thought maybe this would be a good career path, um, what would be some words of wisdom and what's your day like that they could kind of expect? Um, I would say, uh, be ready for adverse conditions. Like you're going to get days where it's raining a lot, um, or where it's hot. So just be prepared for that and make sure you're drinking like tons of water, I guess. And, um, make sure you have good, like safety, uh, stuff like gloves, a vest or, um, good pair of work boots, um, eye protection, just some like basic things. Make sure you pack a good lunch, uh, just to get you through the day. So, um, yeah. now yeah, what's just, a good, what's a good lunch? What, what do you make yourself? What's in your oh, lunch pail? I, I usually pack like 
something easy like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Ah, come on. Not like a salami. <laughs> like, no, I'm with you. That sounds great. Yeah. My boss always gets on me, though. He's like, dude, you never have any variety in your lunch. I'm like, you need a mate. <laughs> <laughs> right? It spreads a long ways. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, great. Until he doesn't have one, he's like, God, I really wish I had a peanut butter jelly sandwich. Right uh, yeah, now. you're always jealous. Right. Yeah. You gotta have it with milk though. Right. But but working on a belly full of milk, I would not recommend. <laughs> See, uh, me, I get these customers because I, I don't eat lunch. Like I just I you just work I wake through. up, I have some coffee, maybe a bagel or something like that. And then I just work all day. And then when I get home from you know, for dinner, it's like it's on. And then I go See, I don't think that's very healthy, like not taking your lunch. It's you not. Gotta School him, Jackson. You got to stay fueled um, and like have energy in you to keep going. No, I agree like, 100%. I crash right around three o'clock. I'm like, uh, but yeah, usually if like, I if eat, I eat way too much at lunch and then I don't want to go back to work. That's my problem. When I, I can't yeah. eat in moderation, I'm just like a, I'm a skinny kid with a fat man's, you know, <laughs> like mindset. Or All just right. pack something simple like a cheese stick just to hold you over Damn. or something. I don't know. I like it. Yeah. I'm going to have you send me text at like lunch every day. Like, dude, eat that cheese stick. Eat the cheese <laughs> stick. You're going to have to put Jackson on payroll. I know. That's right. I know. You're going to need an uplifter, the nutrition, the right? exercise. I mean, I think we made a connection here. Send me your, uh, your, uh. Uh, I'm gonna 10.99 you, so you know. That's right. Yeah, payment. send him all so, your information yeah, for oh. a 10.99. He'll yep. he'll shoot you the details. Jesus, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're sitting right at an hour. Uh, Jackson, anything you'd like to plug before we uh, wrap this t- this baby up? Um, no, not at all, really. But it was like really great talking with you, Brian, Matt, Rick. You guys are all awesome, and I love listening to your podcast. Like, it uh, is one of the my favorite parts of the day. That's awesome. Yeah, happy to hear, man. And we're happy to have you on. It was it was awesome to be able to share your story. So, what was the name of your uh, of your lawn care company? One more time. A uh, busy bee lawn service. If so, anyone wants to Google that. Yeah. So, out of Olympia, Washington, Busy Bee Lawn Service. Check them out, guys. Thanks again for being on the uh, on the podcast, and we will catch you guys on the next episode of Sweat and Grime. Later. Later.